Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What TV show or movie hasn't been finished for you? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. What's this all about? Good question. So, okay, think to yourself what TV or movie needs to be finished? What TV or movie needs a sequel? We always talk about, you know, oh, here comes another sequel and a reboot. I don't want these. Why are we having all these? I think there's a reason why. However, I was confronted with this particular uh, issue, serious as it is, um, when it occurred to me that I, I still have not gotten the Connie and Carla sequel I have longed for for years. And you may say to yourself, what is a Connie and Carla? I, that's exactly what I was saying to myself. Well, first of all, where are you? You're tardy to the party. Go home and watch Connie and Carla, both of you. 2004, uh, Tony Collette, Nia Vardalos. It is a hysterical, it's kind of like, uh, gen- uh, not gentlemen prefer blondes. What's the movie I'm thinking of, Holly? Some like it. Some hot. like it hot. Um, it's kind of like a modern day some like it hot. Mm-hmm. So Connie and Carla, Nia Vardalos, Tony Collette um, witness a, a horrible murder, mm. and then the mob comes after them, and they hide out as drag queens, like they play drag queens. That is men mm-hmm. who dress as women, but they mm-hmm. are women. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes, Ha-ha. I do. Also, hilarity. Victor Victoria. I, that's what I was going to say. Very it's a Victor, Victor Victoria. Victoria. Um, hilarity ensues. Debbie Reynolds, all these amazing actors are in this movie. Go see it. But I want like I want a sequel. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I bet everybody's got sort of that movie that they wish, you know, that they've just been secretly waiting for another film of because they love the film so much. Mm -hmm. So that's what got us on the conversation. If you want to join that conversation, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one could be TV. I don't care. Now, do you have a movie like that, Colleen? I have a TV show like that where What's the TV I, show? It, it was canceled before I got any kind of resolution from it. Oh, okay, which one? My so-called life. Oh, sure. Wasn't there just like one season or two seasons? Yeah, one season, and then it just sort of like unceremoniously went bye. And I just never felt it. Still bothers me because I do love that show, but I feel like it was a little ahead of its time. And you're left unsatisfied if you go through the watching experience. Yeah, you're almost better off not watching it if you never have, yeah. because you're just going to feel left, um, you know, thrown away. GC, GCB, remember oh, that show? We loved yeah, that show. Yeah, we were like, apparently... The only ones. The only ones who were really excited about that show. GCB on ABC stands for Good Christian Bitches. But you exactly. couldn't say that on TV. That's why we had to say Good 
GCB. So now both of these, this movie and this TV show you uh, mentioned have two things in common. Holly, do you have a, a movie or a TV show that you want a sequel for? Yeah, I would love to see a sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Really? Interesting. Yes. You I, know, it's interesting that you say that because that's on a list. I was looking through some lists of movies people want sequels to, and that is frequently on the list. Tell me why. Well, I really love the characters, the Toon characters, but they would have to be done the right way. It would have to be 2D animation. Uh It would have to be done with the same care. And that's one of those movies, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where there was a sequel in development, but it just never got off the ground. So if they could work on that, Disney, please, it's Mm -hmm. not like you have anything else better to do. And that was a Disney movie? That was a Disney movie. Okay, so I think there are at least two things that these movies have in common. Okay, well. And that's what I think will determine what makes or what can make for a great sequel or what should decide if a movie or a TV show gets a sequel. One, that there's still a story to be told. Yes. So like in the case of Which seems uh, like it should be life, the most important. Right? Yes. Too often movies that get sequels or reboots you're like the story has been told what is what else is there to tell or right. we've been like or there was a resolution we don't there's nothing more we need to know yeah like i yeah i was already satisfied i didn't need an extra story and i think the other common denominator is that it's there are characters or it is a world that you love that mm-hmm. you just identify with like you love the characters holly mentioned she loves you know, the characters of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Connie and Carla, that was like a, a, you know, a comic duo that I could just watch, you know, read the phone book for. Right. And I'm sure you felt an emotional connection to the characters on My So-Called Life. Absolutely. So I think you need that emotional connection to the characters. And then I think you need a story that still remains to be told. Otherwise, you just, I think all too often, it's honestly just the box office. They're like this money or this this thing made us a lot of money, so let's do more of it. Well, and that's the thing. So, like, when you think about what gets a sequel or what gets a reboot, it's typically things that already once were popular, right? And that makes sense because if you can prove that it was good the first time, you can build a case that it's going to be good the second time. Yeah, That's not necessarily always the case with something that wasn't maybe super popular. It was maybe critically acclaimed, but not... Yeah, like nobody was watching Connie and Carla. It's almost a camp yeah. movie, if anything. But I think, you know, that means there's a camp audience out there waiting. Right. And the same, you know, the same goes for My So-Called Life. The critics appreciated it, but it wasn't getting the ratings that it needed to sustain. And so, you know, there then, of course, how do you build how do you build a case to finish that story when nobody seemed to have been interested in it the first Honestly, time? Honestly, though, if My So-Called Life had bombed today... It they would have easily moved. found yes. a new home. Exactly. Uh, we've got Kathy on the line. Hi, Kathy. Is there a sequel or a reboot that you want to see? Yes. What is it? Okay. Have you ever seen the movie It's Complicated? No. What's It's Complicated? Okay. It has it has Meryl Streep, um, Steve Martin, and Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Right. I first saw the movie years ago and I'm like oh yeah they're obviously targeting like this older woman who has two you know successful handsome men chasing after her you know so I was kind of eh. then I started watching it again and I decided I really liked it but the movie really spans over only like a two week period 
So in the end, they lead you to believe she's going probably going to be with Steve Martin. But they don't really say it, and I just think there was so much more they could have done after that. And then now going into the 2019s and so on, I think they could have brought in more things like maybe she loses her store and, you know, how these people handle it or if anyone's helping her, they just, you know, decide... Oh well, wow. you know that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, would love to see more of that. Awesome! Thank you for it's your call, Kathy. Yeah, I mean, I think you're. I think you kind of hit something there, Bradley. That you know, the things that that those two, the the one, the things that we want to see more of have those two things in common. There's a world that we identify with and that we love, and there's a story that still needs to be told. And too often, we're seeing them retell the same story over again with a different slant on the characters for example like a freaky friday type experience and then they bring you know characters yeah or like or they spin it off and have like the father and the son switch places yeah there's nothing no nobody was going you know what i need the gimmick is up yeah well uh when we come back on the colleen and bradley show oprah uh she is Oprah level rich, but it turns out she still has to stand up to the man just like us. It's true. She's so relatable. She's very relatable. But but she really is this time, no, right? Totally. Okay, well we're gonna talk about that after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Speaking of power. Let's talk about Oprah. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer and Oprah, uh, she's got power over everybody, right? Uh, well, I don't know about everybody. In fact, it turns out she's got to stand up to the man on occasion, just like you and I do, 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be mildly refreshing from a woman who most of the time I'm like, oh, God, please stop telling me how you're so relatable because you're not billionaire Oprah. <laughs> Which I love you, by the way, and I would totally come over to your house and hang out and do fun things. I love Oprah. Who doesn't love Oprah? She's an icon. She's a goddess. She's a queen. Am She's I? a guru. What's going on? But as I was reading through what? I feel like we just went on like the two poles of Oprah. Two poles of Oprah? You know, like she's so annoying because she's so rich and she's so rich and she doesn't relate to us. And then you're like, but I want to go over to her house. I do. I mean, it's not. We all are conflicted. Yes, I think you're right. We have Mm -hmm. we all have that love hate. So um, there is a wonderful interview with the Orpa. Uh, in the Hollywood Reporter, mm-hmm. and she talks about many things: her Apple plans, her sixty minutes exit. Oh wait, sixty minutes exit. What is this she speaks of? Did you know that she was gone from sixty minutes? Well, no. And if I'm being really honest, I had forgotten that she had entered uh, sixty minutes. Oh, really? I just had forgotten it because I don't watch sixty minutes. Okay. Well, hopefully now you remember, and now you forget again because mm-hmm. it turns it turns out she's gone. So I'm reading through, and it's because she talks about the Michael Jackson thing, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. leaving Neverland, blah blah blue, and how she was thing, and all these haters, and blah blah blue. And then the guy's like, "So let's talk about the, um, uh, you know, one of your eighty six jobs, Oprah, because you got all them jobs. Is that sixty minutes, which has been rocked by its share of Me Too incidents." You know, mm-hmm. some of the people on there, Charlie Rose. And she goes, oh, I'm no longer doing that. I removed myself from that. I only have 85 jobs now. Ha ha. Hmm. And the guy's like, or lady, I don't know who interviewed her. Sorry. Uh, she, human. He, human says, I hadn't realized. How come? Now, here's what I found interesting. I found this incredibly oddly relatable from Oprah. 
At first, I thought she was being a diva, and then I mm-hmm. thought about it again. So just listen. He goes, like, how come? And she says, I'd actually gone to former 60 Minutes executive producer Jeff Fager prior to the whole CBS, mm-hmm. and she pantomimed an explosion, and said I was going to be working with Apple, and that it didn't mean that I was never going to do anything with 60 Minutes again, but I'd probably be taking all of my energies and putting them into whatever I wanted to do at Apple. It was an interesting experience for me. I enjoyed working with their teams, and I'm probably going to work with some freelance people in my Apple stuff, but it's just not the best format for me. To which the reporter says, well, why not? You know, all of that sounds like, okay, perfectly reasonable. She's going over to Apple. She's not going to do anything for CBS. Right. And the reporter says, well, why not? To which she says, how should I say this? It's never a good thing when I have to practice saying my name and have to be told that I have too much emotion in my name. To which I'm like, ooh, this sounds interesting. Yeah, say more about that. So uh, the reporter says, I take that. I take it that it didn't sit very well with you. And she says, no, it's it's not that it didn't sit very well. I did it. I think I did seven takes on just my name. Now, what she's talking about is, you'll remember on CBS, 60 Minutes, they go, and I'm Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. And I'm Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm Oprah Oprah Winfrey. Winfrey. She says, I think I did seven takes on just my name because it was, quote, too emotional. I go, is the too much emotion in the Oprah part or the Winfrey part? And then she goes on to say, I had this deja vu moment because I've actually lived through this before when I covered a story as a young reporter where the family had lost their home and my boss told me that I reported it with too much emotion. I had too much emotion in the story. I thought, okay, so you're not supposed to be involved in the story. I get it. You're a journalist. But the same thing is true even with a read at 60 Minutes. They would say, all right, you need to flatten out your voice a little bit. There's just too much emotion in your voice. So I was working on pulling myself down and flattening out my personality, which for me is actually not such a good thing. Yeah. And that was like, I had this moment where I was like, interesting, Uh because I'm not saying we are Oprah, Mm -mm. but can't you, could you just not relate to her in a moment where you're like, oh, she has people telling her to be less her. Mm hmm. Well, and I think everybody at in, in some way in their profession has people above them critiquing not even always something that's easy or measurable about their performance, right? Like, yeah. you know, um, and not something you can very easily get your arms around or interpret or figure out, right? Um, well, and, and honestly, I think what you're saying is everybody or what I hear you saying is I think think everybody's had the example or everybody's had the experience of being told to be less them yeah in order to be better at something in and some you're way, like yeah. wait a minute i kind of feel like i should just be the best me that i but, can yeah, be because i am the person that you hired for this job i assume because you thought that what i brought to the job was the thing that would be good for the job also right? it, 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 it what's funny about that in in the particular case of oprah is who hires Oprah and then doesn't want her to be Oprah? That's the thing. I mean, that's what's, yeah. Like, how I do mean, you, like, I can understand when she was, like, first being a reporter and there was not an identifiable Oprah, you know, I still think that's a horrible thing that a lot of people can relate to when you start, when you're starting out and people are like, yeah, I need you to be less you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, oh, okay. And then you find yourself years later going, I changed myself for what again? Mm -hmm. But she's obviously at a much better place in her life where she is sort of a thing. And she can say, yeah, that doesn't work for me. Right. 
I like being me, so I'm going to go do me things somewhere for people else. who want me. Yeah. I mean, I think that people could relate to that in the sense of a relationship. You know, you probably everybody's been in a relationship at some point where somebody said to them, I like I love everything about you except for this like one thing. Yeah. And it's maybe the thing that partly makes you who Who you you are. are. (laughs) And at some point you just have to say, "Okay, no, I am beyond that in my life. And now I'm going to go be that person in the place where it's going to be appreciated for what it is. Go, Oprah. Right? She also went on to talk about Gail and the advice she gave Gail. And I'm just loving this, like, you know, because uh, Gail made the choice to stay at CBS. And the reporter was like, well, what advice did you give her um, in what became it? Because you remember, there was a very high profile negotiation. Yeah. And she was like, get what you want. Now is the time. Ain't nothing ever going to happen like this in your life. So if you don't get what you want now, it's time for the next chapter and be good with that. And I was like, girl, we all need Oprah to call us. Okay, I gotta like, I was gonna tell you something not very kind about Oprah, but I'm not going to because yeah, that was good. That bitch is saving lives. That was good. Everybody listen to Oprah. Okay, I didn't we... call her a biatch. I just meant that in a loving way. You know. Listen to her. When we come back, we've got dumb people doing dumb things. We've got some dumb people doing dumb things that we need to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And these, my friends, are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Sorry. In the state of Florida. Florida. How did we do that, Holly? How did we hit the same tone at the exact same time? That was crazy. Because you're professionals. Where are we going first? <sighs> we are going to New York. We're going to upstate New York to meet a 54-year-old woman by the name of Zelda Cotton. Zelda Cotton sounds like a character in a... Uh... Video game, right? No? Okay. No, I was going to say like a... The Legend like a of Zelda Cotton. 1950s novel like. about Southern times. Well, she's from New York. She's from Tonawanda, New York. Oh, hey. And uh, she called 911 on Saturday because Is there she an emergency? had a problem. Well, to her, it was an emergency. Um, to them, it was alarming. She couldn't find her keys? Nope. Okay. Nope. But there was something she couldn't do and she needed help with it. Do do? No. Oh. She's not mm. constipated. No, she was trying to kill her 76-year-old boyfriend, what? but she couldn't finish the job. <gasps> um, she what? needed some advice. Okay, now, to be fair... This is very um, shocking and horrifying. I mean, it, she hadn't, like, done... <laughs> Crazy, stupid murderer? No, it wasn't even like that. But, I mean, it was bad. She had hit him five times with a VCR. Oh, and my she was trying God! To hit him with Colleen. a leaf blower. What? What are you doing right now? Is this person alive? Yes, the person is alive. The person is fine. He was not hurt. Um, how um, do you not get hurt being whacked upside the head at 76 with a VCR? Well, it's. It, I'm sorry. It was not a VCR. It wasn't the full VCR. It was a VCR tape. Oh, okay. Which begs the question. So They'll still have sharp corners. Slapping yeah, him I with agree. the VCR tape. Who's got one of those handy these days? Oh, we have a bunch. But are they handy? I mean, you yeah. have them in a... Okay. In our bedroom. 
Okay. Okay, that sounds weird. (laughs) I just wanted to let that simmer for a minute. They are just in a closet. Sure. Okay. With a bunch of other stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. What else? So what creepy. Else? It's hey, getting it's worse. Our, it's our happy closet. What else with our is in the clo- tapes? What else is brown in the closet? Brown brown cow. Anyway, fifty-four-year-old uh, Zelda Cotton has been charged with endangering the welfare of an elderly Zelda person Cotton. because you'll Facebook. recall fifty-four-year-old Zelda Cotton's boyfriend, seventy-six years old. Yeah, that's what happens when you date someone much younger than you. They're gonna kill you. <laughs> Oh, look, there they are. Oh, really? Do they look happy? Uh, yeah. At the taking of the photo for the profile picture, she appears to be happy with Mr. Old Man Cotton. Mm. Oh, look at that. Congratulations to them. It sounds like was his name these Anthony? Were happier times. Uh, oh, you know what? Good question. Because this Anita Pearson's, Peterson says, hi, my friend, you're looking good. Who's the guy? Let me know. Anita. Zelda says, thank you. That's my late husband, Anthony. Oh, no, that's not. That's not her. Sorry. <laughs> Otherwise, this story ended <laughs> very differently. Okay, I'll shut up now. Okay, so there you go. That's the whole story. Zelda, Zelda Cotton. I just like that name. Okay, now I want to take you to Utah. All right. Do you ever have you ever met anyone who comes from Utah? Because it's just a weird state, right? Um. I know somebody who moved to Utah. Really? From here. Yeah. On purpose? Not by accident. Okay. <laughs> How did I get to Utah with all my stuff? <laughs> I guess I'll just stay. I turned left at Albuquerque. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I feel like there's got to be about 30 people who live in Utah. Anyway, okay, let's go to Utah. Bing, ding, ding, ding. I want to tell you about a person. Okay. Okay. She's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. And this 24 years old is named Caitlin Adderley. Mm -hmm. And she did something recently that got her in big trouble. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to guess? Well, okay. Let me set the stage for you. Naked? Kind of. Really? Yeah. Oh, that was a guess. But it wasn't wasn't around the block. But there was some nudity. So here's what (laughs) what we need to do. First, we need to go to... I think probably the most appropriate place to take your clothes off. Uh, a strip mall. Oh, okay. Sure. Go to the strip mall, take off your clothes. So it was a Saturday afternoon. It's right there in the title. Right. It was a Saturday afternoon and 24-year-old Caitlin Adderley decided to take her clothes off at a strip mall in Utah. But that's not all. She also decided to shout and dance as she took off her clothes. Now, it's why she's doing all of these things that earns her crazy, stupid idiot status. Bath salts? No. Oddly, there were no bath salts in sight. But I will tell you, she was very concerned about her boyfriend, who was also there. But he was totally clothed. And the way she showed her concern was to, oh, was he, did, was he like looking at other ladies? And she was like, look at this, though? Well... In part because she accused him of, among other things, cheating. How and I have a that problem because what? Because I should not have been able to get to that. Like you can relate to her easily. Yeah. <laughs> so she. Oh my god, this just gets better and better. So she <laughs> thought that he didn't want her anymore, mm-hmm. and decided to take off all her clothes. Now I would like you to look at her, okay. please, because. If you were her boyfriend, I want you to tell me if you would want her anymore. 
Okay. So uh, then she took off all okay. her clothes, mm-hmm. started dancing and singing and yelling and shouting okay. and grabbing mm-hmm. completely naked at a strip mall. Mm-hmm. Did you see her? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say <laughs> that if they might have been just fine until this incident occurred. And then at that point, I might say, I'm good. Bye. Now, there's now. a picture of where she did this. There's a Verizon, a Chipotle. Do you see what else is in? Oh, do I ever? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's a, a nothing, nothing bunt cake. Bunt cake store. Now, I will tell you that there is a good chance that if I were at a nothing bunt cake store that I would take my clothes off and sing and dance because <laughs> we just had one of those on Saturday and those are good Those cakes. are oh, good. That, are that frosting. Woo! Mm-hmm. There those, goes my shirt. I was mm-hmm. going to say, mm-hmm. they're worth taking your clothes off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after you've eaten it, you might be a little more self-conscious That's about true. that because true. you will have eaten the entire cake. Yeah. Thank you. I would eat it alone with my clothes off. Okay. And... Now we've heard way too much about your personal life. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Bradley like surprised. We heard about your weird closet with your videotapes and all your I other got stuff. No weird closet. <laughs> all right. For our next story, can we go to Wyoming? Also, Please? like Utah, a place that I'm not convinced yeah. people actually live. No, it's people drive through it, though, for sure. We're going to Gillette, Wyoming. Okay. Uh, and this happened uh, last week. Mm-hmm. A 36-year-old young man went into a sportsman's warehouse. Mm, Sounds fun. And he took some sunglasses and some ammo, and he chose not to pay for those things. He lifted them while shopping. Precisely. Then, and I really can't get into his mindset to understand exactly why he felt like this was a good idea. He decided, I like that place. I think I'd like to have a job at that place. So he returned to the scene, and he applied for a job. Okay. Then on his way out, he was like, oh, I like those sunglasses too. And he took the sunglasses. So he stole Are from you a with place. Me? He went to apply for a job at the place and then he stole from the place again. Mm-hmm. What do you leave behind when you've applied for a job? Basically everything. Like your entire, all the things that one would need to know in order to locate you. Indeed. They were able to use that job application as a resource to catch up with him. And he was charged with theft. No word as to whether or not they hired him. <laughs> but something tells me somebody that dumb. Although he does seem to be very enthusiastic about their products that they sell in the store. I mean, you know, maybe if you got a good thing going, just keep shoplifting. Or like if you're going to be shoplifting, <laughs> maybe don't leave, you know, your coordinates behind. Yeah. I, I told you about the time when this girl interviewed with me when I was working at the Targets in the financial services call center area. I don't know if I know the story. Where she, like I was doing the interview, like, so you want to work in our call center? Great. And at that time, Target, Dayton's was all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is there anything I need to know? I mean, like anything else you want to share with me about, you know, before we finish this interview? And she says, well, I should probably tell you that um, I was arrested for shoplifting at Dayton's. <laughs> and um, I don't know if that'll have any impact on this interview, but... And you were like, actually? I was like, I was like well, 
I thank you. You know, it's not for me to say, but uh, we'll call you. And <laughs> needless to say, you didn't no, call her. Maybe don't apply for a job at the place that you stole from. No, because while we love that you've since made restitution, mm-hmm. probably not going to hire you. Yeah, just this. You know, there are other people who have applied for the job. Who, who aren't stealing. Didn't steal from the place and are equally qualified. Yeah. So they are probably going to get a leg up. But thank you for your honesty. Yeah, thanks for playing. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm hoping to steal a win during the throwback ah, live. See steal. what I did there? <laughs> on my talk 1071. This episode is sponsored in part by U.S. Bank. What if I told you there's a credit card that's made for every kind of foodie? That's why I'm excited to share the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa signature card with you today. Cardholders get four times the points on restaurant deliveries, takeout orders, and dine-in meals. Yeah, you can rack up points when you eat out or you order in. Plus, the card gets you two times points on groceries, even delivery, streaming services, and gas or EV charging station pit stops. And if you apply today at usbank.com slash altitude go, you'll earn 20,000 bonus points after spending $1,000 within the first 90 days. You deserve a credit card that gives you more and more and more. Apply to become an Altitude Go cardholder at usbank.com slash altitude go. The creditor and issue of this card is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Some restrictions may apply. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.